Good evening, Patriots. Oh, that's got good evening. It's good afternoon. <laughs> I don't know where I've been. I guess I was like my head somewhere else thinking about tonight's show. Hey, good afternoon, Patriots. It is Monday, May 9th in the year 2022. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Crazy weekend, like always. Good one with family and friends and, and moms. That's a good one. So... But remember, you also need to get your good sleep. So before we begin tonight or today, what is my deal, man? I can't even get the day right. I'm in the evening already. I got to slow down. Before we begin, let's talk a little bit about your sleep and the great products from My Pillow. I've got a nice message here from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Yes, go do that right away. Anyway, that's your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, or you can just go to MyPillow.com. But if you go to forward slash Bards, that's the Bards Nation's landing page, especially for us. Check that out. You can also call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. You can speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor, and they're going to talk to you all about these buy one, get one free. Great offer right now to get... One item and get a second one you can't possibly live without. When it comes to sheets and pillows and towels and many, many more things, it's all there. So check it out, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right, Patriots, so lots of crazy going on right now. If you have not seen 2,000 Mules, highly recommend you do. It's super important and a great, great movie. It's basically for free. Not basically, it is. All you have to do is find it. It's, it was posted on Steve Bannon's Telegram channel as a direct link download. A lot of other Telegram channels have it as an easy. You can do, download it right off of um, Telegram. So Plastic Girl Reporting, one of my favorite Telegram channels. Trying to get her on the show, too. She's awesome, and that's another great Telegram channel to follow. So anyway, you can you need to see it. It's uh, one of those solid, solid arguments. I, I'm presentations of the problem that creates an indisputable argument. I'm going to play this little piece about 2,000 mules. Take a listen. My honest opinion of 2,000 donkeys. Yes, I'm calling it that because I don't want my video to get flagged or taken down. So I watched it last evening. Dinesh did an amazing job of packaging all the evidence together in one documentary. For me, who already subscribed to that camp of thinking, and it was really just validating, to be perfectly honest, to see all the evidence put together, um, I guess where I kind of feel like it's not going to make any sort of difference, it's just because the people that already don't believe this would literally watch it and go, oh yeah, that's all fake. 
they probably just edited all that. It didn't truly happen. So when you live inside a box and you're not willing to think outside of it, it's not going to change anything, but it was awesome. It was validating. It was eye-opening and he did an amazing thing job. I just wish that it would make a difference. I think it will make a difference in a big way. We've got a lot of people sitting right now on the bubble and that are not aligned at all. They're, they're really kind of sitting in between questioning both parties, rightfully so. The one thing about this moment, and we're going to talk all about this tonight. We're going to talk about insurgency and counterinsurgency tonight on Bards FM. And a lot of that is to understand the importance of sentiment, of where the public sentiment is in regards to change. So right now, this movie plays another very important part in shifting the sentiment to an understanding that the system is corrupt. You have to step aside from whether it's Trump got the election stolen or not. It's how deeply corrupted the system is and how important it is for people to understand and accept that the system is broken and needs to be changed. That critical place right there helps move the position forward that this government is no longer of the people. We still have this challenge going on. We're going to listen to a piece after our prayer. There is still a challenge that the media is working overtime to reinforce that there's only two parties. It's Republican or Democrat. And when you live within that boundary, you are dealing with corruption on both ends. The Republicans are as corrupt, and I often say more corrupt than the Democrats. They're just not as vocal. So we have to look at where our center point is, which should always be, obviously, God and Christ and nation, but not party. Parties are the institutions of men to divide, conquer, and to give you one party, two faces. And that's the sort of hand puppetry that's going on with a lot of this discussion around election fraud. Election fraud is real, it's consistent, and it's endemic. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today after a very beautiful weekend of celebrating mothers, of putting our hearts into the nurturing of the the youth and the nurturing of our nation. And we just thank you again for the blessing, the blessed gift of mothers, the the great mothers out here who have continued their role to, to bring life into this world and to nurture life. Father, we pray today now as we move forward into these coming weeks and months just for the continued power of nurturing, for us to step back and to really realize how important the nurturing of the family and the nurturing of our spiritual and physical gardens are. That We have to be in a place now where we take that responsibility in our lives to start taking accountability for what's going on in our lives and not just letting ourselves wander aimlessly and worshiping the state and worshiping others and allowing others to solve our problems for us. This rests on our shoulders. We got here. We have to get out of this. We pray for those that are sitting on the side waiting for some, waiting for the return of Jesus, which is fine, but get busy. We pray for them to get busy in their communities, not to be waiting, not to be anticipating, counting dates, counting times, adding up things, which by your own words are a sin. Let us take the time now to be active in this world, to bring Christ in that relationship with Christ into the living part of our world so we can share that with our neighbors, share that with our tribes, share that with our communities, to empower us with the real truth, to stay away from this silliness of waiting for politics to somehow fix a world when politics were a 
part of creating the problem. Father, we, we, have a, we still struggle as a nation to realize just how much power we each have and how much power in nurturing the truth and nurturing a reset we each have, but not the reset like the global reset, the reset of the people by and for the people, the reset with you on the throne. So, Father, we just ask that you'll guide us in this time with clarity and, and discernment. We can start to step away from the frantic and desperate reaches of looking for politics and politicians and actors and singers to always be those idols that somehow will guide us to new places when in fact they worship something other than you and that they are themselves representative of the idolatry that has become so deeply pervasive in our world. Father, we need to step away from idolatry. We need to step away from the worship of material things. We need to get back to the fundamentals to literally seek the ancient paths. And so we ask today for the ancient paths to guide us in those ways, to guide us in the going back to move forward, to get simpler in our ways, more focused on what we need to do, less consumed with the idolatries of status and cars and new things to surround our lives, to fill an emptiness which can be filled so easily with just a relationship with Christ and to you, Father. Sadly, we have so much going on in our world that allows us to walk with empty voids and gaps. And that loneliness is where the, the pariah of this deep state enters in, that hand of Lucifer, to constantly cast into our space the desire to own things, buy things, consume things, spend money, fill us out to where we're temporarily satisfied only to be, over time, destroyed. We pray for the soul's that are out here wandering. We pray for the souls that are seeking to fill that anxieties, those fears with things that are developed by the hands of men. We pray for the many that have made the choice to take a shot instead of turning to you, have followed that pathways of fear to be led into the world of deception where they intake the injection rather than standing strong on their feet, turning to you and realizing what was going on around their world in eyes of discernment rather than eyes deceived by the promises that will feel, fulfill or take away their fear, the same promises by the same people that created the fear in the first place. We are struggling these days horribly as a nation to find our way forward. And sadly, it is such an easy step if we would simply humble ourselves before you and seek repentance and pray for mercy for a nation. We struggle with the principles of life as if it's a debate at all. We struggle with the principles that somehow discussion of aborting children is even a public debate. This is the sickness of the world that we are currently in. And now as we start to move forward, we watch how this debate morphs to try to encourage people to make this a state's rights issue of whether we should abort children or not abort children. Father, we just pray for repentance of this nation because it has gone so far afield that it actually desires to discuss the, the murder of children as a political issue, as a will of the people. What can be said about a people that desire and vote for the support of killing babies? It speaks to the moral bankruptcy of an entire nation. So we pray for forgiveness of our nation and we pray for mercy on our nation, a nation that has found its way to seeing Child sacrifice as a norm. These are the days of Noah, once again. So, Father, 
We pray again for the mercy of our nation. We need to rekindle this power of life, rekindle the love of life. And it's again the reminder over Mother's Day of the power of nurturing and the power of mothers. So, Father, we just ask that you'll guide us in these days, in these days and weeks ahead that will challenge us immensely to bring about a, a realization in our hearts of just what exactly it is that we're doing and the destructive principles and policies that we continue to evoke for the reasons of emotional frenzy of the me. Let us step the me aside and let us put our eyes on you and our eyes on Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have a silly, silly world. I want you to hear this piece by Ted Cruz. The kind of angry leftists, many of whom are pretty ignorant and don't even know what overturning Roe means, I think a month afterwards are going to be surprised, wait, nothing about my life changed. That was the framers' view in the Constitution, is to let the, the, the rules in each state reflect the values of the citizens of those states. In principle, Ted Cruz is correct in that statement, but in function, it's derailed. In principle, he's right that it is a state's rights issue that people need to have the right to vote and to speak their mind. But when a nation is going to be putting as a priority abortion as a critical issue, the right to destroy life, a right to, to murder children, that nation's already lost. And this is really what we're fighting for now. At the core of this is what Roe versus Wade, in my opinion, represents. Is it represents a principal issue of how we as a nation consider life and morality. And when we have cast that aside to such a degree that it becomes a cast off to simply say that it's a state's rights issue, this fight is long from over. Regardless of politics, it's going to get to the core of how we value life and how we value responsibility of life. This is a piece that's about two minutes and 50 seconds, a little bit long, but I want you to hear it. This gets into an interesting debate on Fox News about the upcoming elections. There's a couple of things I want you to listen for. Two is one is how the elections have been, how the future of America is defined between two parties, which we know is just part of the ruse. But also listen to how they discuss about abortion at the end. It's quite interesting. And I think the other thing is that um, the electorate is so much more volatile today than it was in those previous elections, uh, you know, largely because of, uh, you know, because of things like social media really does kind of has the ability to switch people's votes very, you know, on, on, a, on a dime. And it makes everything a whole lot more volatile. When I talk to election people that run elections and, you know, Democrats and Republicans uh, and who mm -hmm. have done this for a long, long time, they tell me they have never seen a an instability and a kind of wave building this big this early. And and the, the, the election that they most often uh, refer to is the election after Watergate. Yeah. They believe that it is that, that, that it has potential to completely, uh, you know, swamp a 1994 or even a 20, uh, 2010. So, so so Democrats think that they've got a galvanizing issue now with this leak out of the Supreme Court regarding abortion. Yeah. But there's an interesting Reuters article that was written about Arizona. They interviewed 21 people, all of them suburban women who are a key swing vote. Mark Kelly, of course, the Democratic senator there, hoping for re-election in November. These people were asked, what's the more important issue to you in terms of galvanizing? Is it is it abortion 
or is it the economy? Uh, and here's what Reuters wrote about that. They, they quoted a woman named uh, Laura Wilson. She's 61 years old. It's the economy and jobs, Wilson said. She said she was disappointed in Biden because of high inflation and too many homeless people on the streets. That's a Democratic voter. And that's how she feels yeah. today. I think Democrats in Washington are so badly misreading uh, this situation uh, exactly because of that, because people do care more about the economy than they do anything else. But the other thing is that, yeah, you know, if you ask people, do they want Roe v. Wade overturned, mm -hmm. the, a majority of Americans will say no. But if you were to ask, do a poll and ask yeah. people, do you want uh, do you want um, voters to decide what our abortion policy should mm -hmm. be? It would be overwhelmingly in favor of that. And so I think Democrats are misreading this, this issue. If they think that they can ride this to some kind of victory in November, I think that they are wrong. And the fact that they're grasping to this issue only underscores the fact that they yeah. don't have an issue. They don't have anything else to run on and that, and that they're clinging to this out of desperation. Yeah, I mean, it's a rallying point for uh, committed Democratic voters. Uh, the base right. certainly embraces this. But that great middle of America, uh, it's the yep. economy, stupid. It really is. Not, not Those independents you. and even moderate Democrats. I wasn't calling you stupid. I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I, I, I've been called worse. I'll call him stupid because he is. Here's why. Because what he's missing in all of this is the fact that this isn't a Democrat versus Republican issue. This is an issue about life. And the argument that they lay out that, the majority of voters are more worried about the economy. That's real because that's affecting people in their home. However, a lot of the statistics that they're building around Roe v. Wade are still perceptions that were built a long time ago, which many people have stepped back to say that it's not my issue, it's a woman's issue. Then they've taken that position. When you look at the stats, that's kind of how they've taken it. But there's a massive sentiment shift going on that's going on in this nation as we see a reawakening to the relationship in God and the importance of God. And that is not going to be one that people vocalize. The silent majority, which he referred to as the broad middle spectrum of America, always puts life first. So one of the things that's going to be very shocking in the coming years, as we will see some form of, of restoration of the power of the vote as people demand that, is that the perception around many of these stats that we've been forced to, and I notice how he did in his interview, he's, he's telling you how, what to expect. This is part of their brainwashing method. It's very good. Propaganda is very sophisticated. And they're telling you that the majority of Americans will vote not to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's his opinion. And it's not a stat, but he's giving it to you like a fact. He's giving you an opinion. The fact is that there has been a massive increase in the, in the awareness and love of God in this nation, and with it, an increasing value of life. And that has come about since this ridiculous pandemic. So our fight is far from over. When we talk about Roe v. Wade, it isn't just an abortion issue, like I said earlier. It's an issue of how we value life in our communities. And it's going to take some very determined action in each of our counties and, and local com commissions to make sure that abortion is banned. I am in favor of local actions across this entire nation to create cities where abortion is banned and then to go to counties and to be able to break the, the states down because the state fight is going to be distorted anyway. 
you're going to end up with at a state level, you're going to end up with powerful cities like Chicago or Portland or Seattle or San Francisco, where they control a lot of the vote control voting and the fraud of it all. They will try to swing the perception of the state. Our fight is local. And as we embrace what that means, that means that locally we have to get to the streets. And as we go after this Roe v. Wade abortion issue, what's critical about that is we are advocating, should be advocating, for the preservation of life and the value of life. It's, that's at the core of all of this. And sadly, a nation that does not value life has no value for a future. We are literally, as I say many times, in the valley of decision as a nation. So there you go. It's kind of a final couple notes. Um, there was a vandalization. We're starting, we're going to see spot elements of this, that of some of this right now. We see a vandalization in Madison, Wisconsin, where a anti-abortion rights group had their offices firebombed. This is going to, we're going to see this more and more because again, the left has a worship in a system. It's a minority view, but they have been allowed to engineer an outcome in this country that they need to get their way at any cost. And then the other component, which should leave you with this, we have a gentleman here that posts, he's wearing a mask and a set of goggles. Proud of him on this one. He says his name is James Heelman, and he says, am now wearing an N95 and goggles at home, thankfully, have had four doses of the mRNA vaccine to uh, a big thank you to my neighbors in the South. There you go. And then he follows up with... <laughs> He followed, and by the way, he's got a Ukrainian flag next to his name. He follows up with, I am on day six of COVID, still sick, still getting fevers and sweat, missed my, had to switch it around my days of work. Seriously, it sucks. And I am fully vaccinated and otherwise healthy. COVID is not mild. <laughs> well, good luck to him on that. So glad that he has been so obedient to the many shots. And with that, patriots, I shall let you be until this evening. Have a blessed day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a lot of prayers for this nation. We have a lot of healing to do. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. 
But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 